we see presented to us a woman who we've verified through this scientific analysis that it's the same woman as appeared in 1967, but it's not the same woman prior to 1967. What happened to the real Sister Lucy? What happened to the seer of Fatima, the woman charged by Our Lady and Our Lord to propagate the Fatima message? What happened to her? You know, there's many mysteries in the Vatican. If you look at the record of Robert Calvi, the God's banker, the Vatican, who was killed. If you look at Emanuela Orlandi, the young girl who was hidden and buried, or they say so. These things are very strange and unknown. They're unsolved mysteries. Well, there's another unsolved mystery in the Vatican, and it pertains to Sister Lucy dos Santos. She is the seer who survived. The other two seers, Jacinta and Francisco, they both passed away as children, as was predicted. But Sister Lucy, or Lucia at the time, she lived on. She joined a convent. But something strange happened. She seemed to change her tune from around just before 1960 and after. And so some people have postulated that Perhaps there is a different Sister Lucy, that there was an, actually an imposter. Now, that sounds pretty out there. That's a conspiracy theory, I'm sure. Well, until somebody did the digging. The digging in terms of evidence, evidence that was looked at by forensic experts and found to be credible. That's what we've got to look at today with the one of the foremost promoters of that evidence, the one who found most of it by contracting out to professionals, the evidence. So this is going to be very interesting. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Dr. Peter Hojnowski, good to be with you. Nice to see you, John. Thanks for having me on your show. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dr. Hojnowski, you are a graduate of Christendom College for your undergrad. Uh, then you are a PhD uh, graduate um, in philosophy. Tell us a little bit about your background, if you would, because in postulating what you are now, this endangers credibility for a lot of people. I would think, oh my gosh, how, how could people say that? Because it's so widely regarded as conspiracy, as conspiracy theory, that people might look at you funny and say, what, what are you doing? Right, I know, I know. And it shouldn't be my really task to do this because I'm trained as a philosopher. As you mentioned, I went to Christendom, uh, got a philosophy and a, a political science degree. I come from Connecticut, is my home. And then I went on to get um, a philosophy degree, a PhD in philosophy from Fordham University in the Bronx. And uh, so, and I went on to teach philosophy in eight different uh, institutions of higher learning on the East Coast, in the middle of the country, and then lastly, Gonzaga, and then uh, some secondary schools here. 
I'm not really the one probably to do this, but fate and the will of Almighty, the Almighty seems to have put that on my shoulders at the moment. And uh, probably the thing that led me into this whole dis thought process and investigation was my work with Father Gruner, Father Nicholas Gruner, over the course of 15 years. I mean, always going throughout the world, speaking about Fatima, speaking about the children of Fatima, the message of Fatima, especially the miracle of the sun, uh, is so, so, was so important to me and so present in my life. Um, but it was really tradition and actions, uh, Marion Horvath's putting forward uh, some pictures that she had put together uh, comparing the pictures of uh, earlier Sister Lucy and pictures that were from a later person, <laughs> later Sister Lucy, and then just looking at those and a number of years ago and saying, there's something wrong here. There's something, it just doesn't look right. And maybe there's something that's, something's wrong that we need to consider. And it was from there that I asked around and I asked those, some of those who were involved with me with, uh, with regard to the Fatima Center, mostly Cornelia Ferreira and others. I asked, well, do you notice anything that's wrong? And um, certainly they looked at it and they said, there's something there. There's something that should be considered, but you need to prove it. If there's something wrong, you need to to bring scientific evidence. You need to prove uh, whether it's the true or the false, whether there's the same woman or a different woman, whether it's one sister Lucy or two, uh, you need to show it. And so I took that and in the year 2017, you know, the anniversary of the uh, apparitions at Fatima, I took that onto myself. Uh, we, I really, we'll, we'll do something about this. We'll, we'll investigate and find out what is the situation? So we founded a tax exempt educational organization that was dedicated to figuring out what was going on with Sister Lucy. Was it the same person? And what, was, what were the details of her life? Or was there a problem? And was there actually two Sister Lucys that were presented to the public? And uh, so we started and uh, I hired a private investigator. He did some work for us. And then we hired another private investigator. But basically, I've been the one to sort of coordinate all the various uh, investigations and uh, reports that we've been getting because we wanted the best. Um, the, my, my friends who helped me work on this we said we wanted the best. We want to prove it scientifically one way or another. Let's get the best in every profession uh, to look at the material. But first of all, we had to get the material. So we put together hundreds of images, not only hundreds of images, but videos and also written texts that were written by Sister Lucy early on in the 20s and the 30s from her diaries and also letters that she wrote, apparently, supposedly in the 60s and up and through the 80s. And we had experts look at that material. And also, uh, John, it's strange because the internet 
provide so many problems in our world and so many temptations or um, negative aspects. And yet this was the moment where we can actually pursue such an investigation into the question of the two sister Lucy's because all that visual evidence can be looked at, analyzed, gathered, stored, and then presented in a very concrete way to the public. So that's what we've been doing. We had to first gather up all the evidence, gather up every picture that we could find, either from the internet or from authorized biographies or from the Fatima Shrine official uh, pictures of Sister Lucy, um, pictures from uh, newspapers and magazines from 1967. And all that material we were able to send to facial recognition experts, at least five. We were able to present them to forensic artists, to oral surgeons, to orthodontists and dentists, and also even a physicist and a, a statistician. Uh, and so all these people, someone who, a doctor who specializes in lazy eye syndrome, all these various experts we could find, we found, we looked for the best in their profession and we presented our material to them and their findings came in and we were amazed at what they found. What I find so fascinating about these experts is that this is their profession. These are folks who do this mainly for the court systems. They are into investigations for the police, on, on murder cases, on missing persons cases, on cases where they discover bodies and they're trying to identify who they are. These are those experts, the ones the courts use. And you actually got the top in those fields. That's what's so, uh, you know, what's so compelling because the story that you're telling seems very far-fetched. And so having these experts who are so well-renowned is really quite something, but, but please go ahead. And one of the things that we wanted to do was to present the evidence to people who especially didn't know about Fatima or didn't have any position on Sister Lucy one way or another, or a religious position, a theological position, uh, didn't necessarily, didn't have anything to do with the Catholic Church in any way, uh, presented this evidence to them and to just look at the photographs, look at the pictures, look at the handwriting samples, and what do you see? Do you find, based on the aspect of the face, the person, the handwriting that you specialize in, that you're an expert in, based on that evidence and based on your analysis, do you find one way or, or another? Is it the same person or a different person? And um, and also the facial recognition technology, which is beyond words now. I mean, it's just so incredible. This is a machine, and that's this is this is a, a machine who which analyzes pictures in a program that analyzes pictures, and that's actually the first report that we got was from a facial recognition program. And I remember the day where my we were sort of waiting and just to see what would come. 
And uh, we got that first result uh, where you had the picture of the 1940, 46 Sister Lucy, and then the picture of the 1980s Sister Lucy, and it said, does not equal, it's not the same person. So I remember the date very clearly, it was June 28th, 2018. And um, so that was the first bit of evidence, but in itself, one, one analysis, that's not enough. You need more and you need more than just uh, machine analysis or program analysis. You need experts in their field. And so those, that's what we got. And for example, you mentioned people of world renowned and a lady we presented our work to was Lois Gibson, who is in the Guinness Book of World Records, actually. I think it was in 2016. She's a forensic artist. And she was in the Guinness Book of World Records for identifying the most criminals through her drawings and through her facial reconstructions. She would reconstruct faces from just a skull or parts of a skull. And uh, besides being... Um, trained as a dentist, this world-renowned expert did an analysis for us. And we actually asked her for two reports. The first one asked, is it the same Sister Lucy prior to 1967, and then the 67, and then the post-67 Sister Lucy? And um, initially, we grouped the 67 and post-67 Sister Lucy together. And then the pre-67 Sister Lucy. And she said, it is impossible. She said in an email, we haven't posted. She said, it is impossible that these two women be the same person. And we were, we were struck by that. Now, just for clarity's sake, the 67 Sister Lucy or before, those are different. Or the post-67 and the 67 are, are the same there's really three different phases of the pictures, if you will, because there's, there's a gap between some of the time periods. And we have pictures of Sister Lucy, of course, from the time she was a child, during the apparitions and after. And then the 1940s Sister Lucy, we have many pictures of those. And all the way until the 50s, when she was a Carmelite, uh, up until the mid-50s, we have uh, pictures of Sister Lucy as a Dorothy and as a child and as a Carmelite. Then there's a gap, and then there's the event, and we call it, I think, B, a C, the category of pictures, from May 13, 1967. And as you know, uh, that was the 50th anniversary of the apparition of Our Lady at Fatima. And there, Sister Lucy met with Paul VI at Fatima, a very public event where she was in full display, brought forward, and actually spoke with Paul VI. We know from newspaper accounts for three minutes in total only. And uh, so we have very clear pictures of that event. And that was a fake Sister Lucy. That was a fake Sister Lucy, yes. <laughs> that was a fake Sister Lucy we have. And if you check our website, sisterlucytruth.org, 
um, you see that, that that's, we have separate pictures from that event because it was just one day. And um, we're sh this was the first time that the person we now know as the imposter Sister Lucy was brought forward, that event where she met with Paul VI. And then there's a gap until the assassination attempt on John Paul II. And if you remember 1981, and uh, then he, remember, it was on May 13th, uh, 1981. He was driving in the Pope Mobile. He bent down to uh, look at a girl who had a card, a holy card of Our Lady of Fatima pinned to her dress. And uh, he was shot and um, he fell back. And, uh, and there was that assassination attempt. Um, so then John Paul II went to see Sister Lucy or the person that we were led to believe was Sister Lucy in 1982. And from then on, 1982, uh, until she died in 2005, we see presented to us a woman who we've verified through this scientific analysis that it's the same woman as appeared in 1967, but it's not the same woman prior to 1967. It's a different woman. In fact, with regard to that woman in, appeared in 1982, uh, we asked Lois Gibson to look at the 67 Lucy and the 82 Lucy. We asked her, because there's many theories that say, well, there was multiple sister Lucys. And we asked her to look at the pictures from 1967, analyze them, and then the post-1982 pictures. Are they the same? person, the same, the same woman, and it was, but that woman is not the same as appeared prior to 1967. So there was a single imposter we found, and this has played out in, in all the reports. Uh, we have one report, a facial recognition report, which uh, was neutral on the whole question, but said this is an area for investigation, certainly. But all the other reports that have come to us have said that that woman who appeared in on May 13th, 1967, is not the same woman that appeared after that, up until her death in 2005. We're looking at a, a fraud that has been perpetrated on the Catholic people. And our task is to investigate, well, as you we've indicated, whether there was a fraud, okay, and also an imposter, or, and what, what was the case? Like, what happened? Who was this woman that appeared after uh, 19, in 1967 and appeared after uh, to 2005? Who was she? What, where, where did she come from? And, um, and what happened to the real sister Lucy? What happened? What happened to the seer of Fatima, the woman charged by Our Lady and Our Lord to propagate the Fatima message. What happened to her? And we're, we're still in the middle of this investigation, so it's by no means complete. What we're satisfied with, however, from all our reports, is that there was, that there was an, an imposter and that this is a case 
that must be investigated as to the where and the why. If we look at video evidence, that's another great thing to look at and that you have access to now because of the internet. We looked at, we even analyzed the voice of the new sister, Lucy, and we asked Portuguese um, translators and experts where her accent comes from. <laughs> like, where, where can she be placed? And uh, they placed her accent in a place, Vizu, um, in, which is about 100 miles north of Fatima, uh, north of Coimbra. And uh, so we're, and they know it's a sort of a suburban accent. Uh, it's not a rural accent. And so we're, we're trying to narrow in on who this woman is and uh, what, what her story is. But of course, uh, the huge question is what happened to the real sister Lucy? You know, the facial recognition technology um, was important, but also, you know, the experts, the analyzing of the face, like, like the different foundational points of the face, like the, the measure between the, the bottom of the nose to the top of the lip, the relation between the eyes, you know, the eyes and the eyebrows and, and all the various, the, the chin is so important and so many of the experts points to the point to the different chin construction and in order to say that this this can't be the same woman this is not just a matter of dentures this is not just a matter of changing teeth or pulling teeth this is a skeletal difference that's what they all say whether it's uh dr mascara who's a maxillofacial surgeon or dr garcia the plastic surgeon uh, they all say that it's a skeletal difference that we're focusing on that we have here in front of us. And that can't change because of any kind of dentation or dentures or any kind of implants. Um, because we do know, we do know that Sister Lucy had very bad teeth. Um, if you look at her pictures from the 40s, uh, very bad teeth. And in 1948, all of her teeth were pulled out and she was given dentures. Why they needed such drastic uh, measures, uh, uh, I don't know. And it makes you wonder. She was given dentures. So we asked, we presented that to the experts and says, does this affect your analysis in any way? And they said, well, the fact that she has dentures um, and that the, the pictures progress as they do shows that it indicates that there is less likely chance that it's the same woman. In fact, it proves more so that it's not the same woman. The changes in her face would be the opposite if dentures were included. So those who always bring up, well, she had dentures, well, she had dental work, uh, that points in the opposite direction, that there was actually two Sister Lucys. Just a quick note before we return. 
If you would like to stay up to date on LifeSite's coverage of the latest life, family, and culture news, subscribe to one of our many newsletters by going to lifesitenews.com slash subscribe. And if you'd like to help us bring our truth-telling coverage to millions around the world, please consider making a one-time or monthly donation at give.lifesitenews.com. And now, back to the video. You have handwriting analysis, you have the facial recognition, you have the analysis of the dental record and the and the and then the fa facial spacing and all that fascinating stuff but there is also a difference in her own writings and her attitudes that that is markedly different and i know that's not your specialization i know that you're concentrating on the facts of the matter the physical facts and so on but you've been around this for so long i'm sure you can tell us what is it that is the other difference in terms of her attitude, in terms of what she said about the Fatima secret and what she said about the need for consecration of Russia, what she said about the need for the revelation of the secret? The interview that was done with Carlos Evaristo, it was actually the same day in two different years. Uh, October 11th, 1992, the first meeting, and then October 11th, 1993, the second meeting, and there was various cardinals, uh, bishops, and clerics, priests there, and um, so Carlos Evaristo was there, and he was questioning her, and you can see this. This is on the internet. We have it up on our site and I've publicized it, but it's on the internet. You, you, we can, you can, anyone can see it. And what's amazing, and we, we presented this evidence, you know, is this the same Sister Lucy? And it comes back to us, no, that this wasn't. But of course, Russia has such a huge role in the whole Fatima secret, the whole Fatima revelation. Our lady said that she would come back and ask for the consecration of Russia uh, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which she did in 1929. And she asked the popes to consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart with all the Catholic bishops of the world. I mean, this is this is well known. And Sister Lucy, the, now with the one we know is the authentic one, always was very demanding of the popes, uh, whether it's Pius XI or, or Pius XII, Please encourage the Holy Father to consecrate Russia like Our Lady asked. And Pius XII, as you know, consecrated Russia on his own by himself. And not in union with the bishops of the world like was requested. It wasn't done exactly as Our Lady had asked. And Sister Lucy was always very demanding of the clergy uh, within this regard, you, you have to do it because Russia has to be converted. Once Russia is converted, and, and listen, John, when we hear conversion, a Catholic, and when we say conversion, we know exactly what we mean. We mean conversion to the true faith. We mean conversion to the Catholic faith. When that word came out of the mouth of Sister Lucy, we know exactly what she meant. Because the whole Fatima message confirmed by the miracle of the sun was an affirmation of the Catholic faith. That's what it was. That's why there was a miracle. And to affirm that, when this woman in 1993, she was asked, what about the consecration of Russia and the conversion of Russia? 
and is it a conversion to the Catholic faith? And she said, no, that's not a conversion to the Catholic faith. It's a conversion to a system. And remember, this is just post-Soviet period. So this is sort of in the air. Uh, the US wins the Cold War, so apparently, supposedly wins the Cold War. So this is 93. She says that it doesn't mean conversion to the Catholic faith. What it means is conversion to a system with, which will allow people to choose the faith that they want, to freely choose the faith that they want. So in other words, the liberal system. Well, that's not what the conversion of Russia meant. That's not what the conversion of Russia meant. I'm sorry, it, it fits in with a certain Vatican II view, a certain liberal view of uh, dignitatis humanae. It's uh, that's a view uh, and a teaching, but it doesn't fit in with what Sister Lucy was talking about way back when, or what Our Lady was asking for. Nor, and also what came up, not only that strange thing, but also what came up was that uh, Sister Lucy didn't, didn't want the uh, message released in 1960. When the real Sister Lucy absolutely said that this, is, this secret, the third secret, must be released either in 19, when I die, or in 1960, whichever comes first. How did that go? Where did she say she didn't want it released? In the same interview. So this is the October 11th, 1993, in the Carlos Evaristo interview. Yeah, and she also, she also said at that point uh, that the message was solely for the Holy Father, okay, which had never been said by Sister Lucy before. The message was for the whole church and the whole world, really. It wasn't just for one person. It was for the whole church and the whole world. So a shocking, a shocking uh, contradiction in what she had uh, stated earlier. And so many things express speaking of the Jews as still, as still being the chosen people of, of God and coming from this mentality of uh, that they have their own specific covenant that is still valid and there's no need to convert. That was said by Sister Lucy. That, that they were still the chosen people of God, yes. The real Sister Lucy never spoke about the Jews, I mean, as specifically a topic before. This is stunning. So out of this interview, you see Sister Lucy, the so-called Sister Lucy, um, and the forensic evidence seems to suggest conclusively that it is a false Sister Lucy, but definitely what is being said there is false because Sister Lucy was very clear about the need for Russia to be consecrated because she had already told previous popes, nope, not good enough. Sorry, it didn't work because you didn't mention Russia. Sorry, it didn't work because you didn't uh, include all the bishops of the world. She didn't emphasize that Russia had to be named by name. <laughs> because that's what the entity, the state entity that was being consecrated. Uh, for example, John Paul II didn't mention Russia specifically, and yet she's going to say that that consecration was valid and that consecration was uh, sufficient for our, and Our Lady was pleased with it. 
And that was sufficient for the consecration that she asked. It's shocking because it contradicts everything the previous Sister Lucy had said. And uh, to, to another interesting point that we've run into, it was an interview given to the Wanderer uh, by by Dr. Zugabe. Um, you might have heard of him, Dr. Zugabe. And it was an interview given to the one to the wanderer. And he talks about that interview that of Carlos Evaristo with the supposed sister Lucy. And he says that Carlos Evaristo uh, was so shocked by what he encountered in that interview that he actually went to the Portuguese police and said, and said, um, this, do you, can you investigate this? This is not Sister Lucy. He recognized that this, this isn't the same woman that we, we all know as Sister, or, you know, has been purported to be the seer of Fatima. This is not the same woman. There's a problem. So he went to the police. Uh, the police, the Portuguese police sent him to Dr. Zugabe in the United States, and does Dr. Zugabe assured Carlos Evaristo, oh, it's the same woman, based on no uh, real evidential investigation. And so it's interesting that way back then, someone who was sort of committed to this new sister, Lucy, recognized that it wasn't her, and actually went to the police and said, do you know that there's this problem? The actual difference in what she's saying, the, the stark, stark difference from the pre-1967 Sister Lucy, who was so insistent with the popes, consecrate Russia, they tried it, didn't do it by name, so have to do it again. And then you have the same Sister Lucy from back then insisting that the secret be revealed, that Russia be converted, meaning to the one true faith, and yet now the story's completely changed in the post-67 Sister Lucy to stuff that doesn't even make sense from a Catholic perspective, especially about the conversion of the Jews. That makes it impossible from the intellectual understanding of who Sister Lucy was. But people might have said, well, maybe she just lost her mind. Or maybe she's convinced otherwise. Except for someone so saintly, you'd think, oh, that might be weird. But then your evidence brings in this from every means possible sort of conclusions from forensic experts who are used in the courts themselves, a, a world record winner for being able to identify most of them. It's just incredible. What an incredible story of possible Vatican cover-up in an age where cover-up in the Vatican is a massive story. In your story, I mean, God bless you for this evidence which you've dug up and, and it, it really does need to be told. Where can people go for more information to learn more about what you do and what you found? It's all together. We've published everything that we commissioned as is, as, as they produced it, the experts. It's sisterlucytruth.org. All the evidence is there and more than I've even mentioned. You know, we have three-dimensional reconstructions, sculptural reconstructions that artists and intellectuals have done of the from the pictures of the sister Lucy to show that one has a convex face and one has a concave face. And there's so many, so much different evidence that we present, and also the linguistic evidence. The videos that are out there from the new sister Lucy 
uh, if we've translated the Portuguese conversations, and they're very strange, if you, I mean, it's very strange, we would not expect a saintly woman to be saying these things in these circumstances. Um, so we've had that all translated and we've put it up. And also, I think people be interested as we move ahead with this investigation into who the imposter was, we have a, a analysis of her accent, the accent of the new Sister Lucy, and where that puts her on the map in, of Portugal be, with regard to all the dialects and idioms and that are used. So that's a fascinating aspect too, because we're moving forward. We're not, you know, we're not sitting still. We have also this mathematical analysis of the various parts of her face and working with various, um, you know, uh, orthodontists and facial recognition people and maxillofacial surgeons, ophthalmologists, a mathematical analysis of the faces of Sister Lucy. And we find that there's an incredible stark difference between their faces. And it's mathematical. Math doesn't lie. And that's what we started looking for in the beginning, scientific evidence. I didn't want to make it dependent on any theological view or any, any doctrinal situation. I wanted to base it on empirical science. And that's what we found. And that's what we present in our webs at our website. Dr. Hoynevsky, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us here on the John Henry Weston Show. Uh, and I pray a lot of people recognize what you found uh, and really what is so startling about what you found and how it seems to fit with all the other evidence that's out there. But uh, God bless you and your work. Thank you. Thank you for the interview. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this video. And to see more like this, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. So check out our links in the description to read more, sign up for our newsletter, and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all of the latest life, family, and culture news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.